my name is Michael Bosey. Welcome to episode 181 of this show. I'm really happy that you can be here with me today because, wow, what a week we had. Um, you know, just constantly hitting refresh, looking for the numbers to go up, etc. Now, in the last episode previewing the election, I said that we need to win this thing, celebrate, watchdog it till they run out of cheating, and then get back to work holding Joe Biden accountable once he's president. Now, at this point, it looks like a win. People are feeling good, but not celebrating yet out of an abundance of caution. We have Biden and Harris leading. It looks like the popular vote could be as much as a 7 million vote differential by the time they're done counting. And what's looking like a clear win in the Electoral College. And better yet, even, I mean, record turnout. This is good to see. We got to take that as good news. But the other side of that, and the thing that keeps gnawing at me is the bad news in this is that, you know, turnout was supposed to be the thing that solved this, right? Like, with turnout means we we turn the ship around. And actually, even though we have record turnout, it kind of revealed more than it actually did the work of helping, right? I mean, all through this, through these past four years, we thought, oh, America couldn't really be like this, could it? And it turns out it is. Yes, this is a likely win for Joe and Kamala, but don't we all lose when we have about 70 million people who have seen the past four years and are still saying yes to more lies, more corruption, more inequality, more violence, and no end to COVID, right? No plan, uh, doing nothing about this, but letting it run rampant. And this bums me out because I think, where did we lose these folks? Now, I don't want to dwell on this because, look, there's tons written about this, and I'm not the person that you'd come to for, for opinion on this. Who cares what I think about this? I'd rather focus on what we can do about it and apply the things that I know how to do to try to raise some questions or, um, you know, in the search for, for an answer to this. And when I look at this, I think the first thing is we got to start talking to each other with empathy, right? These factions of the country, red and blue, it appears that we hate one another. And you know what? If we sat down and talked... I bet that we'd find that we don't hate one another. Every day we're being manipulated by media. And yes, social, but traditional media too, right? The ad imperative is one of the driving forces behind this. It's very, very hard to show up unbiased uh, when your paycheck depends on ads, right? So CNN has to design an entertainment show, not a news show, uh, that runs 24 hours trying to keep us glued to the screen uh, or hitting refresh on our, on, on our browser. Uh, same thing with social, right? I mean, the ad imperative is what ruined uh, the early days of social where it was just a, a way to connect. And now, you know, the, the way to make sure that they can keep eyeballs glued to your screen or to your smartphone is to provoke outrage and keep you coming back and keep you participating because they keep you in a state of cortisol-induced anger. This is not good, right? And it's convinced us that we don't like one another. And the only way to get around this, right, is we got to stop talking and start listening to one another and 
Yes, I recognize the irony here on a podcast where I'm the one doing the talking. But in my defense, this is exactly why I took a break this summer for what it was like, what, four or five months, right? Just recognizing that I am not the most important voice in this discussion, in this room, whatever. We had to do more listening. And this leads me to my next point. Another thing that's been bugging me is I just feel like we have got to kill this selfishness epidemic before it kills us. We don't get through any of this unless we start caring about a broader circle of people. It's not just me, my family, my friends. It's my community, my neighbors, my online circle of friends and acquaintances. And that should include people who don't look like me, live in the same area as me, believe the same things as me. And this election exposed the worst of this. The attitude that I see expressed that drives me crazy is, well, you know, my 401k is doing great, so I guess I'm okay with more atrocities, more COVID, more lies, more corruption, more inequality, more violence. I mean, WTF, people. This is not good. All right, but if we take a deep breath and try to, you know, point our energy at fixing the problem or at least trying to take steps to make it better, through the recent episodes of this podcast, I've been talking about how do we show up, speak clearly to one another with intent, but also more importantly, with empathy too. A lot of uh, what we see in ad-supported media and the way that people quote-unquote win the media game is through slogans, right? Because they're easily digestible and they can be very, very powerful as a device. But they are also easy for those who wish to destroy and not build. So if you wish to maintain the way things are, these slogans are simple, right? Lower taxes, drain the swamp, open borders, stand your ground, lock her up, just say no, silent majority, rugged individualism, forest management, and tons of other doublespeak that's just reductive and simplistic. And let's face it, our challenge, if we want to make a positive change in the world, is that being inclusive is harder work when it comes to media messaging. One, it goes against the grain of our legacy in this country. And two, it can't really be reduced to simplistic slogans. And that's what I want to do in coming episodes of this uh, podcast is just to, you know, use my media background uh, to examine some of this, to look at slogans out there, uh, successful ones and failed ones um, as a part of a, you know, overall media review and look at these things for clues and cues and things that we can learn and take from them and create our own successful campaigns to bridge that gap, right? To talk to one another with extreme clarity and empathy. For instance, I've got to do an episode on the Black Lives Matter movement because that's a near perfect slogan. And I want to devote more time to that because it's just, there's so much to learn um, from what they achieved with, with that uh, three-word slogan. It's, it's incredible, and uh, uh, I'll do that in a coming episode. Now, look, I, I don't have all the answers, of course. You, you're not expecting me to either, um, but 
you know, my goal here is to, yes, search for those answers, but also use this platform, my podcast, to help raise the questions that get you thinking about the issues and to get you talking with your friends and neighbors and community about this as well. I mean, look, between us, one of us ought to be able to come up with some solutions, right? I mean, I'm counting on that. Even if we can move the needle a little bit, um, it's worth the effort. All right. Thank you for participating in this. I really appreciate your attention and appreciate that you're here and uh, that you even give the time to me to listen to what I have to say. So I really appreciate that. And of course, I'm here for you as well uh, to listen to you. So please reach out to me, Twitter, LinkedIn, Patreon, comment section of this podcast. I would love to hear from you. And I mean that sincerely. All right. Until the next episode, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. And I'll let you get back to hitting refresh. All right. See you on the next episode.